and welcome aboard Flight 13, preparing for takeoff to Jet Set Land. Your in-flight feature today is a conversation with Michelle Akers, designer and owner of her live-in fashion brand. Her statement pieces sparkle as brightly as her dedication to helping women feel beautiful, no matter what body type she has, whether wearing her signature Jet Set or other designs. Sit back and enjoy in three, two, one. You're a fashion designer with your own brand. What inspired you to create Live in Fashion? Ooh, so many different things. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved unique things. So when it came to dressing and going out and picking things for my wardrobe, my eyes were always drawn to like different vintage pieces. So that's kind of what inspired me to start Live in Fashion. And had you always wanted to be a designer? No, I remember wanting to be, my mom's going to kill me. She want, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be the checkout girl in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many things that I wanted to be as a child coming up. After high school, I really was in a place where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And my mom actually recommended going to fashion school. It was actually her idea. What inspired you to start designing your own pieces? I went into the business side of school. I didn't go to FIT where they're more hands-on with like the sewing because I pretty much already had an idea of how to do that. I went into the business end. I wanted to know the back end on um, working in the showrooms and getting the pieces to the buyers who would then get it into the stores. That's the part of the, um, the business that I wanted to be on. So once I got into that part, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with showrooms. I fell in love with watching buyers come in and shop the collection and watch how many pieces would go to a store in New York and how many pieces would go to a store in Chicago. It was such an interesting process. And then I also got to work with designers and I saw how their process was. So when it came time for me to start my own, I pretty much knew what end of the business I wanted to be on. And what have been some of the challenges you've overcome in building your brand? There's so many. <laughs> Because you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Again, just knowing what side of the fence you want to be on. Because there's so many different ways that you could be in fashion. So when I first started, I started out as a boutique. Going into the market, shopping wholesale, buying from people who already created pieces. That was cool. The only downfall to me about that is because I love unique things. It wasn't really unique because I was buying someone else's design meaning that they would have designed something and they would mass produce it. So there's like hundreds and hundreds of this one particular style that I'm buying. So that's when the conflict started happening for me. And that's when I decided, I think I may need to start designing my own things where I can have full control of how many units are produced and where it goes and who has it. And what I love about your pieces are they're very sparkly. Mm -hmm. What attracts you to sequins and sparkly designs? The sequin and the sparkle, that serves a huge purpose in my business. It's supposed to make you stand out. It's supposed to serve as a reminder that you are beautiful. For me, I feel like we don't always wake up feeling like that. But once you put on one of those pieces and the light catches it and people see it, they're going to be drawn to you. So whether you're feeling good or not, 
people will approach you. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. You look so beautiful. So it's almost like a magnet. That's what the sequence serves as. It's that constant reminder. You can't ignore it. You walk into a room, there's any light and nine times out of 10, there's going to be light. (laughs) Of course. You know, it's going to sparkle. So you're going to stand out. People will be drawn to you. Even if they just ask you, where'd you get it? You're going to get attention for sure. How has your vision for live in fashion changed throughout the years? I realized that I was thinking real small before. I went through phases where I didn't think people liked it or didn't care about it. And the more that I do it and I show the process of how it's done and created, the more people are drawn to it. I didn't realize how many people do actually like unique pieces. And now that they get to see the process of my team in India sitting in a room sewing these pieces by hand, people are intrigued by it. It's like you're owning art. It's something that you're going to own for life. It doesn't go out of style. It doesn't wash and just fall apart. There's so much that goes into it. They really are like art. That's how I describe it. So my vision for the brand has definitely gone up the scale. I definitely see it on celebrities. I definitely see it on the runway, not just in my small community anymore. I definitely see it out there Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. I do too, because you're right. All the pieces are bold and flashy. So you are going to be noticed. Yes, you are. And it's not a thing of where I want you to get attention. That's not my point. It's just how you feel when you're in it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm the kind of person where I don't crave attention. I just do my own thing. But no matter what, it comes. And it's because of the bold prints. It's because of the sparkly earrings. It's because of the sequin jackets. It's just things that I love that are eye-catching. But it's so weird. It's not to get attention. It's just to remind me and to make me feel good. You understand what I'm saying? It's all about the person wearing it. Once you have it on, these are the things that come with it. I love that so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, and especially because something as simple as putting on statement pieces, you do show up differently when you're feeling it. Mm -hmm, You do. One of your strengths is that you've always done your own thing. How has this quality served or hindered you in your business? When I think about my childhood and I think about school, I've always been my own person. I don't know where it came from. It's just who I've always been. I've always been secure for some reason. Just, oh, you're doing that. That's cool. But this is what I'm doing. And I've just always been okay with it. It's not until as of late, I realized that my brand is a complete reflection of who I have always been. Completely unique, standing out by herself. It's like a mirror. It's so interesting. It has definitely helped me because I'm used to walking alone and I'm used to having to bounce things off of myself and knowing that just trust in you and who's for you or what is for you will come. As far as saying hinder, I guess I doubt myself a little bit because I don't know what the outsiders are going to feel. But that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not a really big hindrance because as I said, I've pretty much trained myself all my life. But you're never, ever sure if someone's going to like something. That's the only part. And I think that comes with as being a designer. When you create something that you love and now you want to show it to the world, you're going to always be nervous about it. Like, for example, I'm working on full pieces now. And you have to pre-pick these things. So I'm pre-picking colors for holiday. I'm pre-picking designs. that I. You just literally follow your gut and say, okay, I'm going to design this now and hopefully in December for the holidays, people like this and want to buy it. 
it's a gamble and you really have to believe in what you're doing because that's it. It's literally you, you're creating this and then now you're going to show it to the world. And if you, the person that created it, don't stand behind it, how is anyone else going to stand behind it? The hindrance is just a little bit of the unknown, but every designer goes through it. Every collection has, they call them dogs. (laughs) They're like the least liked item. And that's happened to me too. But then I also think that sometimes I give up too soon. If I show a style and it doesn't get the attention that I like right away, I'll like hide it. And I have to stop doing that because maybe people didn't see it. Maybe they missed it. So you need to keep on or maybe re-merchandise it, show it another way. Just don't throw it at the back of the rack and ignore it because it's money spent and you still need to push it on. You bring up a really good point because that's in any creative industry. You put so much work into your design or your creation. And then when you don't get the feedback you're looking for, then it's like, okay, well, did it tank? Or are people just not seeing it? Especially with social media these days, there's all these algorithms. So even though you're posting and posting and posting, not everybody's seeing it. Exactly. Someone said it to me that it's very narcissistic. It is. I don't have a model. So if I don't put the pieces on myself and show it all the time, then you're forgotten about. So you have to literally train your mindset where it's just business. It's not even about you. You know, you have to keep reminding people, hey, I'm here. Because if you don't remind people and they don't know that you're here, they're going to spend their money elsewhere. Yeah. So it is a struggle because I'm not into myself like that. But I do see that once I put a piece on, whether it's a jet set or whether it's a sequin jacket, and I take a picture and I post it, there goes the sales. There goes the movement on the website. So it's, again, it's all mental and you really have to train your mind. And that's something that I'm learning recently is how powerful your mind is for anything that you're trying to create or do on a regular basis. Do you have any advice for when you get to that place of self-doubt and discouragement where you're not seeing a lot of feedback, the sales aren't happening? What are some of the things that you do to get yourself out of that mindset? Okay, definitely my daily affirmations. You have to constantly, it's almost like you're brainwashing your mind. You have to. You have to just trick your mind, trick yourself into whatever it is that you want. I do journal. I do write. I do a lot of prayer. I listen to a lot of music, music that I love. Music immediately raises my vibration. It puts me in a different space. So whenever I wake up, and there's several times that I wake up and I'm just like, oh, especially depending if I wake up and maybe like no orders happened overnight. You just wake up that way sometimes. You have to remind yourself. It's so weird because this morning I woke up and I started to go through the whole mental prep. And I was saying to myself, you know how you could avoid this whole repetition every day? Just get up and know that you are it. Instead of working up to the hundred, be the hundred. Because I woke up this morning feeling like, oh, I don't want to work my way up to feeling amazing. I just want to feel it. And you can just tell yourself that you are and let's get it going. Mm -hmm. So, you know, definitely music positive people, people that get it, people that support you. I definitely watch certain things. I listen to certain things, positive podcasts. Those are the things that I use to raise my vibration higher for sure. Speaking of music, I do the same thing. What are some of the songs that are on your playlist to hype yourself up? Well, my parents are from the Caribbean. So I have a lot of soca. I have Queen Bee. Of course, I have Beyonce on there because she's just amazing. What else do I have on my playlist right now? You know, it's weird. A lot of songs from the 90s. (laughs) 
I'm not stuck, but I do love my era. I do love the 90s, early 2000s. I love that time. It was fun. It was Mary J. Blige and it was just a nostalgic. I don't know how to express that, but it was such a vibe. Mm-hmm. So I like the music from that era a lot. Same with me. And I find myself going back to those songs. Yes. I love the 90s as well, but my favorite era is probably the 60s. Oh. Music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I grew up listening to classic country. So okay. country music from the 60s is probably- Oh, wow. Yeah, and 70s is probably my favorite. I do like country music too. There's certain songs that if I hear it, I can definitely relate mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. The music today, yeah, I don't know. I never wanted to be that person where you hear something on the radio and you're like, what is this? But I am so that person. <laughs> I am so that person. I get in the car and I'm like, this is what my mom was probably saying to herself when I was listening to music. Like, what the hell is going on? You know? I'm that person now, Estella. (laughs) I'm laughing so hard because I am too. Because I'm just not connecting with it. I'm not connecting. And you know, I've tried, Estella. I have tried, but I don't get it. And my thing is, if I don't feel good with it, I don't know. I'm not really... Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not supporting the message of chasing men down for money. Like, that's not my message. <laughs> no. So, you know, no shade to anyone that that's what they do. I'm not about it. No, that's not you. That is not your brand. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so glad I talked to you about that. That makes me feel better because it's been happening for a few years, actually. I actually don't listen to radio anymore for that reason. Exactly. Right now in my back seat is the CD case because my car still has a CD player. I have all my CDs, Mariah Carey. I will literally get in there and flip through, pull the CD out. I'm back there. You can still go to Pandora. My phone links to the car. I can still pull up the music. There's still iTunes, but I still have the CD that I'm rocking around. I'm fine with it. I am too. And yes, I can buy all those MP3s off iTunes and all that, but I like the physical CD personally. Yes. And what I love is vinyl is coming back. Yes. I just like the detail to the work. Yes. Period. That's the era that I'm from. Now a day, everything is quick, 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 quick. Let's just save time. I get it. But we're missing so many great pieces to the work. Like with the CDs and like the vinyl, like you would rip the plastic off. You would get that fresh smell. You would get the writing from the artist. You open the CD, it's fresh. They had the little note to the fans. Mm-hmm. Where is that stuff? Well, I guess it's still up there, but it's just a different thing when you can feel it, when you can touch it. Right. So yeah, I just appreciate the details to the work. And I'm the same way. Like I was that person that opened the CD just to see not only what the lyrics were, but who wrote the songs, who were the background vocalists, who played guitar on it Mm -hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. Like I was always interested in that. Yeah. I love that little stroll down memory lane we just had. So you had the opportunity to visit India recently. Talk about that experience. India, wow. Well, it was my second time going, but it's such a huge place. It's such a beautiful place. There's so many, there's just art on the street. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It was an amazing experience being able to go there and work with my team. As I mentioned, I've worked in showrooms and I've worked for owners of companies where I was responsible for booking their travel and arranging their cars to the hotel, from the hotel to the manufacturers. And on this trip, I did it for myself. So I had like that moment of like, wow, 
school and work and my internship and everything that I've done, it actually was preparing me for this moment right here. And it becomes overwhelming. You get emotional because it's like, wow, like I remember doing this for my boss, who's a millionaire, and now I'm doing it for myself. It's a very eerie feeling, but it's also a proud moment as well. It's great to go there, learn the culture, the food. They are so, so nice and they make you feel luxurious. They cater to you. They take care of you. Anything you need, they go above and beyond for you. It's really a great place. It's very, very hot. <laughs> it's very hot and it's very, very busy. It's like Manhattan, New York, like completely crowded. Oh, wow. It's just beautiful. It's just a really, really beautiful place. And very colorful and vibrant too. Exactly. It's the details, their work ethic. They give their all. I had breakfast one morning and I watched them clean the garden. They're not out there just, oh, I'm here. I'm just going to bite this really quickly. No, they take pride in everything that they do. And I think that's amazing. That's what I love. That's why I'm there because sourcing out the sequin, it's a very, very hard thing to do to make sequin pieces because they're doing it by hand. It can be costly. In India, they do it so much, it's like the norm for them. So once I figured out that India is where I needed to go to have my pieces made, I see why they take such pride in it because it's like anything else. It's like catering to the garden. It's like catering to the bedding. Everything's so neat and so precise. Yeah. They'll do designs in a fountain with petals from flowers. And you can look at it and see they actually laid it to make a design with petals. Wow. That takes time. And it's just, yeah, they take a lot of pride in what they do. Is that one of the reasons why you chose India to produce your pieces? I chose India because honestly, when I was looking to get pieces made, I reside in New York and to have things made here is extremely expensive, extremely. Mm -hmm. And New York isn't really, it's not their thing with sequin. So I would find sequin pieces in vintage shops. The tags inside the clothing would always say made in India. So in my head, I said, okay, if these things were made in India, I have to get to India. That's how that came about. So flew there, found a tour guide and just asked him, hey, where's the manufacturers? Literally went there and just figured it out. Because if it's coming from there, somebody has to know. Yeah. I actually had my first sequin jacket made in Pakistan. That didn't go so well. Oh, no. No, it didn't. But they do have amazing fabrics. These places, Turkey, Istanbul, India, Pakistan, they have amazing, beautiful fabrics that I love. You put it on and you feel the weight of the piece. And it's like, I walk in and I just feel amazing. And what was it like to be in India and to see the people hand sewing the pieces, the sequins, the fabrics, and being able to choose the fabrics and doing all of that? It's a very humbling experience watching these people invest so much time into a piece. One of my dresses takes about, I want to say, it takes about two days to make. And the fact that I was able to see the room that they sit in and see the process of how they're doing it, it's mind-blowing. I don't know a lot of people that could do that. It's not like I'm just ordering a piece, you know, I'm ordering bulk and it's literally like every day you're in there and you're stenciling. It's almost like a knitting needle. That's what it looks like. And they spool it. They just like circle it and they have a technique that they do it. Like they put the sequins on there and they are, they're touching on the fabric and it's like on this board and it's just coming off by hand onto the garment. It's just amazing. 
it's a very humbling experience. They totally get my respect because I know how much effort goes into making these pieces. I'm glad that I was able to go and see it. So I know that the price that I charge is definitely worth it because this is not a spandex cut a hundred of them. It's not that. Like when you get a piece from me, someone has literally sat with it and held it and created it for you. It's a total different situation. I don't show a lot of it. I need to show more of it so people can get it and understand. Yes. And especially with social media, I love something that you're doing. A lot of your stories are featuring the behind the scenes, the sequence, you show them being sewn, you show like even the button choice for your latest piece, the shirt dress, right? that kind of thing. And I think that your customers appreciate that because it's not just like, oh, this is the price that it is. Like they look at it and they're like, wow, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's literally hand sewn Mm -hmm. for two days you sit in a room for two days or more Mm -hmm. creating one piece yes that just blows my mind it blew my mind too when i saw it i said wow this is what you're doing from the time you come in to the time that you leave whereas it's different here like we're multitasking we're doing different things maybe we'll check emails in the morning maybe we'll have a meeting later or you know we're working on a file no they're at the table with the bucket of sparkles and beads And that is what they're doing until the order is complete. Now, mind you, I'm not the only client. Right. They have other people that they work with. You know what I mean? So this is what they do every day. It is completely humbling. Like, wow, they are worth every dollar that they get because it's a lot. Yeah. And it took me a very long time to find manufacturing. It wasn't an easy process. That's why I started off with the boutique because the boutique was easy. It was easy to just go into a market and, oh, give me five smalls, give me five mediums, give me five. It's easy to do that. But when you're sitting and creating, that you're building from scratch, it's a harder road. I feel like it's also more rewarding, not only for you as a designer, for me as a customer, because I know that this piece that I'm wearing is not mass produced. There's only limited quantities because Mm -hmm. there's limited fabric, there's limited materials. Correct. And I think a lot of my customers, once they get introduced to living fashion, they don't leave. My retention is very, very high. I have a lot of people that come back, an event comes up and they're like, okay, Shell, what's going on? What do you have? They just know where to come. And I love that because when I was in my younger 20s, I obsessed over this boutique here in New York. I would go to Manhattan and I knew that I would find pieces there that no one would have. So I know the feeling when there's an event coming up or something special coming up and you want something to like wow the room, I know what that's like. It gives me a high. For example, when my girlfriend came over this past week to pick up a dress for her birthday, she came for a particular piece, tried it on, and we really weren't sold. And then we tried something else and we just both were like, this is the dress. It's a feeling of like, oh, wow. And to watch women go from feeling however they're feeling to excited and feeling beautiful and feeling confident and just can't wait to step out in it. That gives me a high. It's a weird, comforting feeling that I get. I love helping women feel beautiful. Yeah. I've always been, even as a child, I would bring pencils to school, give them out to girls. I've always been like that. Anything to make women feel good. That's just how I am. Well, that's such a gift to be able to know. You just want to help people, make them feel seen. And I feel like in the fashion world, 
we need more people like you because myself included, we don't have what society says the perfect body type is. Right. Mm -hmm. You try not to compare yourself, but it happens. And it took me a really long time to understand that everybody has different body types. So no matter how much I work out, no matter how much I restrict my diet, you know, there's just so many factors that go into it that I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be your body type. Right. No matter how much I work out, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just not. And it took me a really long time to understand that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that brings me to the jet set. This jet set has changed my life. And it's because I've tried those one size fits all type clothing before. Mm -hmm. They're not wrong. It does fit, <laughs> but, right, right. but it's not always flattering for every body type. Correct. That's been my experience. And that can be really traumatizing because when you're in the fitting room and it's supposed to be one size fits most and it doesn't look good on you. Yeah. It just highlights the things that you don't want it to highlight. And it's like, well, they're not wrong. It does fit, <laughs> but it just doesn't look good. Right. I did get into it. Right. <laughs> it's on my body. Yeah. I have it on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I totally get it. And it's so crazy because even the jet set, that was a gamble because when I found the manufacturers, they already had the pants situated with that waistband. And when I asked about the sizing, they were like, oh no, it's just one size. So I said, wow, this will be amazing. But again, it's like everybody is so different. So I really created this with the hopes that it would work. And when I tell you Estella, that I have not received any negative feedback and I've been selling this item since 2019. Honestly, I just had my first return this week. And it wasn't because of the fit. It was because of the print. I'd rather take that than it didn't work. There's no bad feedback on it. And that's huge for me because like you said, you can get in it, but is it going to be flattering? Are you going to like how you look in it? And if this is going out all over the world and no one's saying, oh, this didn't work for me. It just really makes me feel like amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. I don't even want to tamper with that piece. Like that piece is just what it is. I'm just leaving it alone. Only thing I'm doing now is I'm going to make a more covered top just in case you don't want to be as exposed. Give you like a shirt that you can have sleeves. But that pant, that pant is just what it is. For people who don't have a jet set yet, can you describe it? Sure. The jet set is a two-piece, well, actually now it's three because everyone voted and they love the headbands. We're back to that again. But it mainly is a top and a pants that folds down very, very small and you can travel with it. You can put it in your handbag. It doesn't require a lot of ironing. The idea behind it is just to be able to hop on a plane in 10 minutes and just be good to go and know that you can be dressed looking put together. There is no size. The waistband stretches out from an extra small and it goes all the way out to maybe a triple XL. It's wide leg. It has pockets. If it gets wet, it dries within like eight to 10 minutes in the sun. It is the best thing, I think. I mean, it was one of my first things that I created and I just, I'm such in awe with it because it's such an easy, easy piece. It's so easy. Yeah. It's like you just wake up, roll out, and you're ready to go. There is no waiting. Breakfast is ready. You're dressed. Like, it's just one, two, three. And women love it because the top can be worn so many different ways. It's up to you how you feel comfortable. You wrap it around. You can conceal your stomach. You can conceal your back. It's completely how you feel that day. It's just a great piece. I love it, and so many women love it. 
And from there, I just, again, love helping women. So I am creating pieces still along those lines where it's comfortable, it's airy, the fabric is satin, which is breathable. So you're comfortable in the heat. The summer is already hard when it's so, so hot. So you want to be comfortable, you want to look good, and just easy. So that's the jet set. Not only is it easy, it's truly versatile because you get to choose how you wear the top so you can be comfortable. And that's the other thing with what I was saying before. My previous experience was it fit, but it wasn't flattering or it fit, but it was super uncomfortable. You attend an event and if you're tugging at your shirt all the time mm-hmm. or you're tugging Exa- at your yeah, pants exactly. or dress, yes. it's just not a good feeling. It doesn't make you feel confident. Whereas the jet set, I have one and I've experienced wearing it. It was so nice. I remember it was really hot and humid the day that I took the pictures that I sent you. Uh-huh. But because of the fabric, I wasn't drowning in it. Yeah. Because that's the thing too. That makes you uncomfortable. And you're so right. It's because of the feel of the fabric and the lightweight that no matter how hot it is, it's like you're wearing clothes, but you're not. You're covered, but it's so cooling. And then there's times where I'll wear the top out one way and midway through the day, I'm like, mm, I'm not really feeling it this way right now. I'll just change it right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a permanent look. Like you can change as you see fit throughout the day. Yeah, which is amazing. I mean, how many pieces can do that? Yeah, like you could be on the beach one way and just have it like a tube top. And then maybe when you go to dinner, you want to conceal your stomach and then pull the pants up so that it's like a jumpsuit. I love it. I absolutely love it. So do I. I'm a big fan of it. Thank you. I mean, like I said, you know, I already told you before, but it was truly life-changing. You love making people feel beautiful. I felt that. For me, shopping has always been a stressful experience. Going into the store, trying a bunch of clothes and just maybe one fit or maybe none of them fit. It's really discouraging because you're taking the time to do it and you're not finding anything that either is flattering or comfortable. Yes. And where the jet set, it's super comfortable. Plus, you can't go wrong with pockets. That's my favorite thing. It's so funny that you say that because one time... I had did an order and the jet sets that I ordered came with no pockets. Like they forgot to put the pockets. Oh no. Mm-hmm. It was a huge order and I almost lost it because the pockets, that's a huge part. Yeah. And you know what? Because the jet set is so amazing, every last one still sold, but it did hurt me to have to put it in the description that this particular style does not have pockets. And I had to speak with the team and explain to them like this can't happen ever again. So we're good. But that first time when I got the order and there were no pockets, I was actually at the photo shoot and I went to put my hands in and there was no, I almost lost it on set. Oh, wow. Yeah. The pockets are a huge thing. It did cost me a few customers that were getting ready to order and they're like, oh, there's no pockets. No, I have to wait. Speaking of India, the pandemic affected production and also restocking of your pieces. It did. How did you navigate this challenge? Well, when I was in India, we started working on the collection before I left. So pieces were already being cut before I left India to travel back to the States. So when I got back, I think maybe three or four days after I returned, India closed down. So the orders that were already started were already good to go, but it wasn't the full order. So I did receive some and that was able to hold me over a little bit, but I do work with other vendors. So I was able to fill things in. And then it also taught me to not release so many things at one time. Always have something on reserve because you don't want to overwhelm people because they can get overwhelmed with so many different style options. So you hold things back and you bring things out as you see fit. 
So I'm glad that I did that because I had held a few prints back. So I was able to stretch it out a little longer until India opened back up. So my advice would be to definitely have other vendors, not just one that you're working with in a specific location. Try to find people all over the world so that if this ever happens again, that you have multiple options. You always want options and to keep inventory. Keep a few, one or two different things, just hold some things back because it may be old to you, but it'll be new to the audience. I had to learn that. They don't need to see everything right away. I have so many things now that have not been showed out yet. Plus, if you're somebody like me, if you have too many choices, it is really overwhelming. And then more often than not, you don't get the sale because I'm like, well, I don't know which one I want. Right, exactly. And because I don't consider myself a boutique, I don't consider myself a store that you just run through, you know, and again, there's no shade to that, but that's just not what I'm about. I literally went back and forth with this for years trying to figure out because I started my business in 2009. I didn't start designing until 2015. Oh, wow. January 2015 was when I released the first sequin jacket. So from 2009 to 2015, I was just buying wholesale. I was making the money, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. There was nothing really special. If you didn't get the dress from me, you could get it from 18 other boutiques. No, I want my community of women to feel like when I come here, I know I'm getting something special. When I order something, I know I don't have to worry about going outside and someone having my outfit on. I don't have to worry about the sleeve shedding. There's just a certain reputation that I'm trying to build. And I think it's because I went to school in fashion. I've worked in the industry. I have respect for the craft. I feel like when I do leave this earth, I want to leave something behind. Those pieces will still float around and still have meaning. And what I love about that is when we have one of your pieces, we know that when we put it on, it's not going to fall apart in a week. It's handmade, very detailed. It's a well-crafted piece. Yes, thank you. Because that's the thing with other clothes. The seams will come apart or something will snap. That's what happens in mass production. Right. Mm -hmm. But yours is not like that. No. I mean, things happen. I had a girl that purchased a soft pink jet set from me and there were two black marks on it. And I didn't see it until after I was processing the order and getting ready to ship it. And I nicely emailed her and I said, hey, I'm going to ship the order, but there's two markings on it. Let me know how you feel about it once you get it. And once she got it, she said, you know, I love it, but I do see the marks and I don't feel comfortable. And I totally understood that. So things do happen, but for the most part, everything is good to go. It's just a high quality product. Thank you. Yeah. Well, which is also really important too, because these are investment pieces. And so it's really disappointing if the quality is not what the price is reflective. Exactly. And they are, as you said, versatile. Mm-hmm. The elite shirt dress. It's a shirt dress that you can just wear. You button it, it's a dress. So you're out the door. Or I wore it over my bathing suit on a boat that I was on not too long ago. It's long enough. It can be a cover-up. Or you can wear it with denim shorts and you can tie it up. Or you can tuck it into your jeans. So there's so many uses. And that's what I like. It's multifunctional. So like again, if you had to run out the door and you could only grab a certain amount of pieces and you take one of these pieces with you, you're going to be okay because you're going to flip it different ways every single day and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Just even the jet set alone, you can wear the pants and then you can wear it with a different top or you can wear it with a different print of a jet set, you know, mix and match. Yes. Like a tank top. 
like for me with the jet set and that whole experience, you made it fun. And I love that. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of women are doing that. They're trying. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I had did a video not too long ago. I get a lot of DMs. Oh, I wish I could. I can't do this and I can't do that. We're not going to start off with I can't. What we're going to do is we're going to at least try. I'd rather you tell me that you tried and you couldn't get it, but don't just, I can't. No, you actually, you can, you just haven't tried. So that was my biggest thing. Let's stop saying we can't, we can't, we can't. Yes, we can. That top, the jet set top was not always that length and it wasn't always that width. I have the very first one that I did. And when I try to wear it, I can't even really wrap it because it's so short. Uh So I went back in a few times and adjusted the length and adjusted the width. And I would probably even add a couple more inches to the top because I want people to have enough coverage to keep going around and around the conceal or, or whatever. But I've gone back a few times with that top and it works. If you stretch it out, you pull the pants up a little bit. You can get somewhere. I just don't believe that you can't do something. No, you can. I mean, especially with something like the jet set, you literally can Mm -hmm. because it stretches. Even the top, it stretches. There's that ruched part. Yes. it's And it's like that for a reason. It's like I have to pull it all the way out and it's trying, especially if you're by yourself, (laughs) you have no help. But if you, you know what I mean? Because I'm in here struggling too. Please don't think I'm in here. I'm not getting hot. No, I get hot. My arms hurt. I got to take a break and figure it the heck out. You know, I go through it too. But when you play with it and you say, oh, okay, take a break and then go back to it. Uh Don't start playing with it five minutes before you're walking out the door. (laughs) Give yourself some time (laughs) and get your talk together, you know? I'm so glad you said that because I did the same thing. And mind you, I knew I was already going to take pictures for you because I wanted to show you. But that's what I did. I did a trial run because I was like, I don't know how to do this. And I remember asking you, I was like, um, I'm going to need directions because I don't know how to tie this. And I remember you asking me, and in my mind, I was like, I'm going to let her figure it out a little bit. Let her try. Uh-huh. I'm actually working on a booklet and probably give like five to seven basic, like, like the standard styles that everyone, you know, wears the jet set. But I can't do them all because there's so many. There are. Girls have made sleeves. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's, they have really... I've been so shocked what I'm seeing Uh from women with these tops. I'm like, how did you, is this the same top? (laughs) It's like amazing. It makes me feel so good because it's like women are trying. There's no wrong way. Mm -hmm. It's whatever works for you. I know exactly the one you're talking about because I messaged you about that one. I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Like, Right. Like, so I, do I. <laughs> but full disclosure, how I learned how to tie the top was I went through your stories on Instagram and you had shown throughout the highlights, there's a jet set highlight. And there I went through the stories literally to figure out how to tie them. And I screenshotted several different ways that I wanted to try. And that's what I did before I got the photos taken. I've learned like five now, but at the time it was just three different ways. Okay. And it makes me excited to want to try more ways. Exactly. Even me, like I think I got comfortable with just the four basic ways that I've always worn it. And it's not until I saw one of my girlfriends, like one shoulder, some not in the back. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I said, wait a minute now. Now y'all really, you guys are really bringing mm-hmm. it. It made me say, Shell, you need to do a little bit more. Just don't one little knot and then you're running around here. No, you need to really try to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> so no. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That one shoulder one, that was very impressive because, I mean, she must have had help because I'm like, like the back was so intricate. And then like she twisted the shoulder part of it. And it was just like, how did she even get it to do that? I just don't even, I'm not that coordinated. (laughs) I'm just so in awe, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're taking the vision and you're running with it. And I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to introduce the sister to it. Yeah. Because I think having sleeves, there's an audience out there where they just don't feel comfortable at all. You know, their shoulders out. So I think I'm missing a huge chunk of women that way. So I think if I can do a cropped button up and it still has the long straps for you to tie in the front. I think that can work. Like a regular button-down shirt, but a shorter version. So at least you feel covered. Because the pants can be high-waisted. You can pull the pants up as high as you want, put them down as low as you want. So it's just the sleeves. So I'm going to figure that out. Even if it's three-quarter sleeves, but a sleeve. No, I think you're onto something because you're right. There's certain people that are more self-conscious. Yes. They don't want to do the halter top. Right. Or just like tube top. Correct. They're not comfortable with that. Because there are some women that just are going to just try. And then it's just something that's just like stuck completely. Like, no, I totally get it. So yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to work on that. And I was actually working on that before COVID. So it's time now to get back to getting that done. Well, we were there for a while in Jet Set Land. It was so good. (laughs) You know, I'm all for it. (laughs) I have a girlfriend that travels for a living. And literally she would call me or give me two days notice to like, let's fly here. Let's fly there. And to calm the anxiety, I have looks now that I can just pull and just know it's all I travel with. And even now the shirt dress that I just created, and I'm going to be dropping some more prints soon. It's even that now. They're just easy pieces that look amazing because the prints are so bold and beautiful. You're always going to feel together. Seriously. And I think you've said the keyword easy because as a woman finding clothes that fit properly has always been a struggle for me. You don't want to spend 20, you know, 30 minutes just trying to try on stuff to be like, okay, what do I need to bring? You just want to grab and go and pack and know that you're going to be fine. Grab the set and let's go. Exactly. Mm hmm. I love the fact that there's very little ironing to be done because that's the other thing you want to be put together, but you don't want creases. Yeah, exactly. And with the fabric, because it's such a light, it's the satin, Mm -hmm. all it needs is a little bit of steam. So it's not even like you're there for hours trying to, as long as you run the iron across it once, it'll just get that folded crease out and then you're good to go. I mean, it's truly revolutional. Thank you. No, thank you for creating it. Oh, you're welcome. I felt different when I put it on. I really did. I love it. And then it was like, oh my gosh, fashion can be fun because for me, for so long, it wasn't. Yeah. It was stressful. And it was like, I just got into a point where I just didn't enjoy shopping for myself. There's online shopping options, but you don't want to do that because you can't see it. Yeah. So then you order the wrong size or like with me, I'm in between sizes. Yeah. So you get it and it doesn't fit. You have to send it back and you have to order something else. And it's just this big hassle. It is. I'm just very grateful that I was able to include as many women as I could. That was huge for me. Like I said, I I want all women to feel good. And even though, you know, I've been called skinny all my life, I could just go and design one way 
But no, I consider, I know what that feeling is like. So I try to include as many people as I can. And to have been able to do it so early on, and it's my number one seller, that means a lot. That means a lot. It's number one seller, and it's like, it goes year round. People travel all year round. It can be when it gets cold in New York, someone in a, in a hot climate still wants it. It just keeps going. I love that. And I love that it's sort of become your signature piece. It has. The prints, the sequin, and the accessories, those are the main things that I live in. Absolutely. The inclusivity part of it, I think that's the most beautiful part. We don't feel forgotten. And that's what means the world to me. As we close out this episode, I have two more questions for you. Sure. What is your favorite compliment you've ever received? Hmm. My favorite compliment. I've been told that I bring light to rooms. So I feel like that's a huge compliment. I'm very aware of my energy. And if I'm off, I won't even come around. I would rather say, you know what? I'm not feeling it because I kind of feel like I can't hide it. I kind of feel like it will be felt by others if I'm not in that light. So I won't even attend or go out. So that was a huge compliment for me because that's what I try to be when I come around. I always want to be light and I want to be giving love and known for that. So for someone to think that I bring light to a room, that means a lot. I definitely related to that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword, if you will, because it was like you did definitely bring the light and it was like, I really want to get to know Shell more. But then I was also like, you were so put together and everything. I was so like, oh my gosh, I am super intimidated right now. Right, and I just right. really don't know what to say to her. And <laughs> Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And we spoke about that and we got through that. I get that a lot. I'm not even offended anymore. I used to feel like, what am I doing? It's just something that I give off. But then once I start talking and once you get to know me, you're like, oh my God, she's like the sweetest girl. <laughs> yeah. Two seconds in, I was like, yeah, we're going to be sisters now. <laughs> Yeah, that's my sister. And that's all. <laughs> that was exactly my experience. And honestly, it was nothing that you did or didn't do. It says more about me and my insecurities at the time. Right. I've changed my mindset. And so I'm feeling a little bit more confident in myself and accepting myself. But at the time, it was just more, I wouldn't say a jealousy. That's not the right word. Right. It was just my own insecurities of showing up and being seen, like wanting to be seen and heard, but also hesitant to speak up. Mm -hmm. I was in that kind of headspace. And so that's why you were super intimidating. And then, I mean, literally like two seconds in, I was like, that's not even an issue. Right. <laughs> I said, mom, dad, I found my sister. Don't worry. I found her here. <laughs> exactly. I love that. What is a compliment you can give yourself? Mm, a compliment I can give myself. You know what? When I journal every day, because I do gratitude, I always write in there that I'm grateful for my heart. I thank God a lot. I feel like I'm so in tune. I'm such a feely person. I'm always feeling for people. Like, I don't even want to see like the elderly person crossing the street. Like my mind, I'm like, okay, where is your friends? Why are you by yourself? Like I start to go there. If I see you on the train and you look sad in my mind, I'm like, what's wrong? I'm just that kind of person. So I thank God every day for my heart. I think that I have a great heart because even though not always great things happen to me, I can look at it from a positive point of view and not take it on and like, let it beat me up. It takes a certain person to be able to do stuff like that. So I think it's probably the best thing about me. And it's such a gift. Like I was saying before, you're born with that. Not everybody is. 
I think everybody has a certain level of compassion, but for what you do, the world just needs more people like you to continue shining your light because, you know, just you and I meeting each other, like how much of a cheerleader you've been for me since we've met. I didn't grow up with that. And so it feels different. It's weird, (laughs) to be honest. It is. And, you know, I feel like if we had more of that, it takes absolutely nothing to compliment another person or to say, I see you, or I like what you did with this, or it takes nothing, but it can make someone's whole day. It really takes nothing, but you don't know what that person is actually thinking or going through. There's been times where I'm questioning myself and then I'll get a sale notification. And I'm like, you know what, Shell? This is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you just never, ever know. It's okay to tell people that you admire them mm-hmm. and that you're proud of them or you see them or because you really don't know Like you're literally just, you're just going, you're not quitting. So you're just going, but it does help to hear it once in a while. And I think people, when they see entrepreneurs or they see people standing strong, they just feel like, oh, they know it already. Oh, they're confident or they know. Actually, we don't. <laughs> we have no choice. Living fashion is like my child. If I don't eat, it's because of the business. I've gone too far to even think about quitting. I've invested so much, but it doesn't mean I don't have my days. It doesn't mean that close friends shouldn't say, hey, I saw that print. That was amazing. Or I saw that trip. That was amazing. You know, people think because you're doing all these things, you're not scared Mm -hmm. or you're not unsure. We are. We're just doing it every day. Just pushing on because what are we going to do? Not show up? I mean, if we don't show up, we don't get paid because we're the entire operation. Correct. We're the entire operation. And I learned that more by watching my analytics. It's the more I show up, the more money I make. I get quiet and then things slow down. It's just what it is. I'm going to be very curious to see what happens when I bring a model in because I've been the face of the brand for so long. Mm-hmm. It probably will be fine because they will see another person, another body type, another individual. Right. So I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. but. They've associated living fashion with Michelle. So when I'm moving and shaking, that's when I get the most traction. But there are days where I'm doubting myself and I get quiet. And now I'm in my head and I'm trying to figure things out. And I definitely relate to that because I remember when I first got on social media, I only wanted to do it for business purposes because I've been an entrepreneur for many years. And what I ended up doing was, and I didn't intentionally do this, It was like the highlight reel everybody talks about. I only ever chose to post positive things because I didn't want to live in that negative space. Okay. But I remember the disconnect that started happening because everybody was like, oh my gosh, your life is so perfect. You have the perfect job. You have this and that. Meanwhile, I'm locking myself in the bathroom in fetal position, having a meltdown. Right. But I didn't post any of that on Facebook or Instagram. And so there was a big disconnect. But then last year happened. As you know, it was a very traumatic 2020 for me. I had to ask for help. I wasn't going to get through it without any help. And I was always the, oh, I can figure this out by myself. I'm very self-sufficient. And I'm proud of that quality. But also, I realized there are just some things that A, I can't control and B, I can't do it alone. I have to have help. Right. And that's when I started to break the walls down and be more vulnerable. And what I've noticed is that people are like, oh my gosh, I totally get that. So I've built this community just from me sharing my story. Mm -hmm. And so that's the heart of my podcast. I want people on here that share their heart, that share their traumas and how they were able to get through them, heal from them. But you're right, as an entrepreneur, 
when you get to that space of self-doubt, we have support, of course, but it's also up to us to get ourselves out of that mindset. It's a role that we chose. It just comes with it. Like either you go and get a job and you have what you do, or you're on this side of the fence where it just comes with the territory. It just does. And I've been on both sides. I've done the corporate thing where you clock in, you clock out, and the money is there every two weeks. Yes. And that's one sort of security. But there's no amount of money that can pay for time freedom and the flexibility to create your own schedule. Like that is why I'm more suited to be an entrepreneur. Yes, agreed. There's no amount of money that is going to be worth if somebody took that away. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I'm thinking about that as well. I'm like, how would I be right now? Time is everything. Yes. That's something that the pandemic taught me is if I was still working a corporate job, I would have been laid off. Yes. Or furloughed and then maybe hired back. I'm just so grateful for the entrepreneurship because business was slower, but I was still able to be in business instead of, well, I don't have a job now. I don't know what to do. And there's no jobs to be had because everything's shut down. That was a definite eye-opening experience. I'm so grateful that I already had Live in Fashion running because I was working part-time at a job. And the first thing to go was me. I got that email as of April 1st. And it threw me because I said, wow, look at this. You've been told all your life, get a job for stability. And as soon as the pandemic rolled in, there that went. But I still had Live in Fashion. And that's what got me through 2020. Which is amazing. I had just gotten in a whole bunch of merchandise and I looked at that and I said, this is it right here because that really shocked me. That was supposed to be disability. Disability threw me out once we didn't know what was going on in the world. But my business, I still have it. That taught me a huge lesson. Yeah. Well, and the beautiful thing too is just because the world shut down doesn't mean people stop shopping. They weren't going into brick and mortar stores, but you have online access. Yeah. So they can still do their shopping. They have online option. Yeah. Well, speaking of, if anybody is interested in any of your pieces, where can they find you online? The website is liveinfashion.com. So it's L-I-V-E-I-N fashion.com. And then my social media, if you're interested in following me there, I'm on Instagram, my personal is, it's my full name, underscore Michelle Akers, A-K-E-R-S, underscore. And then the business page is at Live in Fashion. If you enjoyed this presentation, we invite you to please hit the share button so that others may enjoy it as well. Thank you for tuning in. I would love to know what your favorite part of this episode was. Tag me at Finding Strength of Heart on Instagram or Facebook. Or you can email me at findingstrengthofheart at gmail.com. Until next time, take good care of you, and we'll chat soon.